Are you a creative? I think you are. And that's why you should join my circle community, the Creative Study Lounge. Listen, we all know how social media is right now with all the lying, the bots, the ads, the shadow banning, your posts not getting seen, the requests from people you don't know, the strange activities. Social media is a mess right now. So that's why I decided to create a community just for creatives where we can get down and talk about writing, video games, art, development, things in popular media, whatever we want, or just some nonsense. There's a place for it all. It's at the Creative Study Lounge. And while you're there, you can get the merch, send me questions, comments, ideas, and you can generally support the podcast. Check the links in the description. We'll be adding more as time goes along, but hey, it's a good thing. CreativeStudyLounge.com or check the links in the description. Once again, that's CreativeStudyLounge.com or check the links in the description. And you won't have to listen to this dumb advertisement. Now let's get on with the program. Back in the 1960s, there was something that became known as the Stanford Marshmallow Experiment. You may have heard about it. It has a lot to do with willpower and a lot of the people that run our education, our systems of development and growth, and just our people in general have begun to take this Stanford experiment from the 1960s very, very seriously, as if it was law. But that's not the total case. It may have been misinformation that we were fed all of these years. And I'm going to get into a little bit of that today on Creativity Threads Life because it's important to understand that in the act of trying to create something, you may end up with information that's a little bad, information that's a little old, information that is just misleading or plain flat out wrong, or at the very best in terms of you dealing with whatever you're dealing with, you find that it doesn't work for you. And then you can move on to a better experience. So I want to shout out to everybody coming through on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. When I do these live, I go live pretty much most weeknights, but not all the time, uh, whenever I feel like it right now. So we may get down to a very specific schedule at some point, but for right now, I'm still working to fit it in my schedule. And hey, it's only January of 2024, so we can keep going like that, right? Right. All right. So. What I'm going to do here is I'm going to give a little more information on this experiment and get to a point that hopefully makes the case for you not delaying your gratification unnecessarily. There's a lot of talk out there about delaying gratification, and a lot of it is based, in fact, on this marshmallow study, the marshmallow experiment from Stanford. So I don't want to try to debunk or prove it's a myth or anything like that. But enough people have done work on this where there are enough large holes in it where it needs to be explained. Because if you're trying to create and you're delaying your gratification, you may be damaging yourself or hurting yourself or not accomplishing your goals because of it. So let's get back to the experiment. So back in the 1960s, these scientists did this experiment. You can find this on the Atlantic, they, um, the Atlantic or just anywhere else that's going to go through the whole gamut of this. But basically, they got a bunch of kids in a room together and told these kids, hey, listen, kids, there are marshmallows here. They're for you, but you're not supposed to eat them right now. If you have right now, if you can wait. So the researchers would leave the room, watch the kids. The kids would start fidgeting. Kids would get nervous. They're like, man, I want a marshmallow. But they were told to wait. 
And then the whole experiment was to see how much they could delay gratification to get a bigger reward later, to get more marshmallows later. Many of the kids failed. Some succeeded. Whatever. Years later, they tracked these students. They tracked these kids and were like, oh, my gosh, look, the kids who were able to delay gratification. They did better in life. And everybody was like, well, there it goes. If you have more willpower, you're going to grow up to be a more affluent person. You're going to have more success because you were able to delay marshmallows as a kid. That's a, a telltale sign that you were able to have willpower and you're, you end up with a better life. And, you know, they shook their hands and patted themselves on the back and they thought they were done with it. And for a long time, we kind of went along with this thing. About 50 years. because after the um after some time in the 90s people started to question that and i'll get to the 2010s i know the math doesn't add up there i was talking about the later studies but there was a study in between the time in the 90s where they started to question these results and saying hey wait a minute are these results really true because there could be a lot of reasons why somebody would as a child not have the not decide to go ahead and eat the marshmallow they have right then and not delay gratification quote unquote as as they called it and then that person still end up being unsuccessful they're like well what if the kids were just used to because of their parenting used to just eating whatever was put in front of them right then what if they were taught hey don't let your food get cold or don't let food sit around or maybe they came from Maybe they came from low-income families where you were supposed to go ahead and get what you could when you could. Maybe that, that made sense for those kids. It's like, hey, you have a chance to get something, go ahead and get it, and then go about your business, which could lead to some other things. Or maybe the kids of the, and it was a relatively small group, so maybe the kids of these people who were doing well Maybe the parents were the affluent ones and they had a, you know, the kids weren't, weren't ever pressed. It's like, yeah, I could eat food whenever I want. Why would I worry about eating it now? I can get food later. It doesn't matter. So there were all of these different thoughts and reasons why parents might be, or the, the, the parents might behave a certain way, causing the kids to behave a certain way, or the environment might behave a certain way, causing the kids to behave a certain way just the habit, the culture. Um, maybe it was the fact that they were using marshmallows instead of something else. There were all these questions that were brought up, poking many, many holes in this argument. And the very foundation of a lot of psychology that's been going around saying that, yes, if you delay gratification, you will do better in life. And there is, you know, there is definitely reason to delay gratification, but let me stick to the study for just one second. So this was supposed to be a willpower test. And somebody said, well, you can't just go poke holes in it. We're from Stanford. We stand by what we did back in the 60s. We're going to do another study. They did another study, and it was terrible. They did a new study with fewer than 90 children, all enrolled in preschool on Stanford's campus. And when they restaged the experiment from the 60s, They tried to they tried to do this thing with children of the like faculty and staff 
So they just grabbed kids from like the Stanford daycare center and Stanford faculty and staff, their children and kids that were available to them and put them in the study. And it's like, wait a minute. That's what you're calling a study? 90 kids? So I'm, I want to make sure I'm reading it right. Um, because 90 kids is really isn't a lot. And it's almost, it's almost comical to think that you would take this very small group of children from a very specific area in the world and at a very specific point in time and in a very specific class of people and put this bold psychological statement out there. So what they ended up finding out is that the new study said that, um, uh, let me just read from the Atlantic here, just this qu quick little segment. Ultimately, the new study finds limited support for the idea that being able to delay gratification leads to better outcomes. Instead, it suggests that the capacity to hold out for a second marshmallow is shaped in large part by a child's social and economic background, and in turn, that the background, not the ability to delay gratification, is what is, what is behind the kid's long-term success. If I was a kid, I mean, do you hear that statement? It doesn't relate. So all this time you've been thought to, thought to, you've been taught to believe delayed gratification is the way to go to, to get success and it will enhance your willpower. That result is very inconclusive, which means you have the ability to try different things out for yourself. Now, does this mean go do everything that you feel, go grab everything that you want, go just go just buck wild and not worry about the future at all? Don't save any money, don't invest, don't. No, I'm not saying any of that because I believe in all of those things. What I don't believe in is this idea that you should damage yourself by not enjoying the future. then when are you ever going to live your life? How will you ever be content with what you're doing? This goes for a lot of corporate people. This goes for a lot of small business entities, a lot of families, a lot of people in learning institutions. You're basically being set up to forsake your present at the expense of a future that may or may not come. So what do I say to that? What, what would I suggest to do? Well, I don't know what you should do, but let me tell you something about how I went around about things, how I, how I decided to learn, um, how, I, how I came across this bit of a revelation. I started seeing that the more I push stuff out into the future, yes, I got certain gains from looking at the future and thinking about what was coming up, and there's nothing wrong with it. But what I realized is I started to lose sight of the present until I ran into the woo-woo crowd. Ex 
Abraham, all that woo-woo business. Dwayne Dyer. Began to um, start looking at what I was doing in the present more, being more present with the current state of things. Just living in the moment. Not living for the moment, but living in the moment. Experiencing everything around me that life had to offer. If I'm on a drive, I'm, I'm listening carefully to the road. I'm listening to whatever's on the radio. I'm taking in the peacefulness or the just whatever the state is of the drive. Just being at peace with the moment. I'm out here in L.A., so it's not always a peaceful drive. But you get what I'm saying. So we have these two emotions, and I want to I want to really quickly illustrate why thinking about the present and existing in the moment is so important. There are two negative emotions that crop up when you focus outside of the moment. There's one in the past that will start to bring up feelings of guilt. You start thinking too much in the past. You know, what could I have done or I should have done that differently? Man, I wish I had. And then you get a lot of guilt regret, longing for something that doesn't exist anymore, maybe even shame because you, you felt bad about something that may have happened. And that's all thinking about the past and just continuing to, to ruminate and wonder about things in the past. And man, I wish I would have told them or that's all gone. And the only thing that exists now is how you frame that past, which you can do in the positive, which is not the previous podcast. So go back to it if you haven't heard it. And then there's the future, thinking about things in a future state. If we tend to think about the future in negative ways, we start to get into a, a sense of, well, I'd better, you get very stressed in terms of thinking, you better get something done or else, that or else thinking. And you start to worry. You get into feelings of trepidation, fear, worry. Something's not going to happen for a week and you're already nervous. Like you've got a whole six days or six days and some hours before the thing actually happens. In the meantime, you can calm down. Nothing's going to happen to you in the meantime. If any of that fearful, worrying energy comes up, you may want to go ahead and put that energy into something in the present that will help you forward, obviously. You may want to put that energy towards good things, but there's no need to get upset over it. It hasn't happened yet. So those are the two emotions that you really have to deal with. Uh, in the past, you have to deal with guilt, and in the future, you have to deal with worry. Worry and its associated fears and problems, and guilt from the past and its associated fears and problems. So back to this experiment and not delaying your own gratification. When you're creating, when you're developing, when you're trying to reach a goal or make a resolution, you have this ideal self that's way out there. You're, and you're, you're starting the process of figuring out your goals and you're looking into the future and you're saying, I want to be there because before I wasn't there. And much of the framing that happens is automatically outside of the present. By the nature of it, they're like, yeah, look back at 2000, 
21, 20, 20, 19, 18, 17, look back in the past, see what all went wrong. You were a screw up then. Are you going to be a screw up in the future? And it's this whole back and forth between the past and the future. And what you should be doing is thinking more in the present. How are you feeling right now? Are you headed in that direction that's going to get you somewhere positive? You should be happy with where you are now because that's simply where you are. And maybe happy is not the right word, but you are where you are right now. And I don't know how much good it will do you to be upset with yourself where you are right now. You just make choices in the moment. Appreciate the moment, make good choices in the moment, and love the moment for what it is. A chance to make better choices. A chance to improve on what you've done. A chance to learn through action and living and being. And this is the creative spirit. If at any given moment, you're not creating the life the way you see it with the energy that you have right now, you may be off balance a little bit. So thinking about the future, right? Because we always talk about goals and resolutions and getting somewhere in the future. And we're supposed to, they say, delay gratification. Okay, let's say we're building a house. Software development, game development, building a house is always the example we like to use. When you're creating and you're thinking about the future, let's say you've got this house idea, this big house that's going to be on, the, on a hill. It's going to have this fence painted, your favorite color of orange, this orange fence and this gaudy house. Nobody likes it, but you like it, so you're happy about it. You're going to create this house. It's going to be awesome. Um, maybe you'll even have a purple driveway, whatever. You got all these crazy ideas for this house you're going to have. Now, there are a lot of steps to get to that house. You have to find the contractors. You have to get your funding together. You have to find an agency that's going to help you get all, get all your licenses together for, for building the house. You're going to need to get some knowledge on real estate. You're going to need to check with local development codes to see if anything you're doing is in line or not. You're going to need to schedule. You're going to need to plan. And you're going to need to actually, you know, take out your, as I said, you're, built, you're building this house, so you're going to have to do the whole, you're going to have to start with the electric work, the plumbing. You're going to have to build up the frame. You're going to have to do all sorts of things. It's a process we've done a lot but it's still a process nonetheless. So when you're in the process of building this house, how can you, how can you have gratification about the process? You got to go get lumber for the house. Maybe you don't personally, but that's got to get done. Maybe you could enjoy yourself by talking to the people building or getting the lumber. Say, hey, what kind of lumber should I get? I heard that they were doing this new thing with this type of wood, and it, it makes it better for insulation. It's like, okay, you might learn something there. Enjoy that part of the process. You know, while they're talking about the wiring up the electricity, maybe you want to create a certain way of 
wiring up your house. Like, you know what? I'm going to need Ethernet all through the house. And we're also going to have this new type of Wi-Fi set up. So we should be able to bridge these Ethernet connections together in this certain way that's really interesting to me. Let me talk to the electricians about that. Let me see if I can get a tech specialist out here to really wire up my house the right way. Let me have fun with that. Driveway. More construction, talking to the concrete guy. This all may seem like a hassle to you because all you may want is the house at the end of it. But the house at the end of it matters because of all the things you put into it. If you can get that framing in your head for whatever you're trying to build, you'll be much better off. Understanding that every moment along the way is adding to your appreciation of life in the future. Does that make any sense? If it does not get at me in the comments, I want to know what you think. More present example, the gyms. You're going to the gym, trying to get fit. Maybe you don't like to sweat. Maybe you don't like actually, you know, some people will say this. They're like, oh, who, who likes to go to the gym? I think I said this before in my, my other example. I'll use it again here, my uh, previous podcast, the McDonald's example. Two people go to work for McDonald's. This is a true story, by the way, from, uh, from Grant Cardone. At least it's true according to him. But basically, he said he went to McDonald's and hated it. He was a worker there, an employee, went home smelling like french fries. He was tired. Clothes were dirty. Didn't get much great social interaction from people during the day. He was tired. Didn't think he was getting much money. Didn't think he was getting treated fairly. Wasn't learning much of anything. And he got upset at the job. But there was another person there who was working to be a franchise manager. And he started learning everything he could about the job and was excited every day. That person had gratitude for every moment he was there. And it was just a simple way of thinking about the job. I'm not saying you should be happy about your current situation necessarily. You don't have to be happy about a situation, but you should be content with your life. Uh, let me not screw this one up. You're in your life at your moment. You should be content with who you are and the possibilities you can uncover, the things you can do, the abilities you have. You should be okay with yourself. And by being okay with yourself, I don't mean in the same spot. I mean, you're a vector. You're not just a direction. You have a direction and a magnitude. You're moving towards this place that you want to be. At any given moment, someone checks your speed. You are moving. You're growing. You're learning. You're doing something. Maybe the next day you do it a little better. That's fine. But for right now, you're doing what you can and you're moving forward. You're letting go of nonsense and adding more of the good sense. But they'll tell you to, to delay gratification. They'll say, you know what? You can't be happy until you get out of this job. It may take you two years to get out of that job. It may take you 
two months. You may just go to another job that you think would be better, and it's actually worse. And that's what happens in a lot of situations while we're at it. People think they're just going to get up and leave a job, but then they take all their problems with them to the next job, and then the next job becomes a problem. Because no matter where you go, there you are. So let's say you're working at McDonald's and you don't want to. The McDonald's example is better than the house example, I think. It makes a little more sense to people. But let's say you're at this McDonald's still and you're wondering, what can I do? People come in every day. Let me start talking to them. Let me see if I can try memorizing everyone's name. Let's see if I can properly ration out the number of burgers that we're going to need for the day. Let's make it a guessing game. See who guesses the closest amount of burgers that are sold during lunchtime or whatever. Let's see if we can, you know, actually not just memorizing names, but let's see if we can practice our networking skills and see how many new people we can meet and find out what their jobs are or without being creepy or anything. Let's see, see what we can learn. And some people get mad at this type of thinking because they start yelling at you that you're not doing your job, that you're playing around. It's like, listen, this is your, your job. You applied for it, you, you know. You're inbounds. As, I mean, if they don't like it too much, of course, they'll get rid of you. But you made the choice to be there. So you do have some latitude in how you decide to operate while you're there how you decide to maintain and carry yourself. What can you figure out? Maybe you like dealing with money. Hang out at the cash register. Start figuring out more and more about how the money flows in. Start talking to the manager about the hours there and how things get distributed in terms of not just pay, but maybe bonuses and things like that. Get what you can out of the company and keep moving forward to something bigger and better. If that's, if McDonald's is not your final goal, and I don't think it's many people's final goal, then spend time thinking about what you can do with the skills that you're learning while you're there. Some people try to act like they're not there. And I think that's a difficult position because then you start getting upset with the world for being what the world is, whatever it is. It could be the greatest thing, greatest opportunity, and you're just upset for no really good reason. We tend to get sold this idea of delayed gratification. Just put your head down, in five years, you'll wake up, and you'll be out of here, and it'll be over. That's a hamster wheel. Hey, you just go to school, get good grades, and then go to, you know, you graduate to high school, get good grades and make good connections with colleges there, get a scholarship and go to college, then go to college and get good grades, you'll go somewhere else from there, and they'll tell you all this stuff. And there's this, this plan, right? This don't ever be happy with where you are. Just keep on going. And that's a lot of the 
idea behind delayed gratification. So what don't you want to do? If you get, you know, if you get some, uh, if you come across some funds, you don't necessarily have to blow all your money right away because, hey, screw delayed gratification. Be happy taking that money to the bank or investing it or spending money on things that will grow for you in the future. Just be happy about that. Take your gratification now. When, when possible, it's, you're trying to live your life, and if every moment of your life is spent thinking about some far-off, you'll-never-have kind of idea, then you'll never enjoy your life the way it is. And, you know, they go back to, you always go back to that old idea of, you know, what do people, what do old people say when they're on their deathbed? They, things they regret not doing. So how do you avoid, how do you get instant gratification and not destroy your life? Because getting perfect delayed gratification, getting perfectly instant gratification will probably destroy many of us, right? Um, where we just don't think about anything. We don't pay the bills. We just like, ooh, I'm living for the moment. That's the other side of it. That's the stupid side of it. You don't want to do that. You don't want to go too far that way. If you know you got to pay your bills, you should be happy. It's like, hey, listen, I got a roof over my head. I got this and that. Let me knock this electric bill out and go about my business. If I have some little extra money here, maybe I'll save it. Maybe I'll spend it. Whatever. But just don't be upset at the current moment. Don't deny yourself too much. Because one, one thing that tends to happen is it's like when you go on a diet. And this is tying back to the whole resolutions and goals thing. I've And then let's say we reach our goal or we miss our goal. Either way, something happens and we just decide to fall off the wagon. We're like, screw it. I don't care. I did this and it didn't, didn't make me feel good while I was doing it. It's not that great of a thing. Whatever. If that happens, it's often because the mindset was about delayed gratification. If you can start to enjoy the process, enjoy the gym process, enjoy working at McDonald's while you're there, don't enjoy working through McDonald's. Maybe that's a better way of putting it. Not working, not being stuck at McDonald's, but working through McDonald's. Start figuring out how to use your time better. It's like, boom, when I get up, I found I waste 45 minutes messing around with X, Y, and Z. In social media, what I can do instead is have my breakfast ready, my clothes out the night before, boom, boom. So instead of 45 minutes wasted in the morning, I only use up 15 minutes. And you feel a little better about yourself. You just got a half hour back. Add that up over a month or however long you're at that, at that sad situation, that McDonald's or whatever. And suddenly you've got 
many half hours piling up and you're, you're feeling great about yourself again. I suppose you'll save about 50 hours that way if you just got a half hour back every day. 50 hours a month, sounds good. Um, 25, I mean, bad math. Anyway. If you can take enjoyment in the present and still move towards your goals, making moving towards your goals, not getting there, moving towards them, the exciting part of it. Runners can tell you this. It's not about, and people will tell you, it's about the journey. Why do they say this? Because what is that, what is that goal except a metric, a number, a a check mark on a spreadsheet. It's a continuing point. It's a, it's a measurement. It's a marker, a watershed moment. If you can enjoy all the steps of the process, I guarantee you, your mind and your spirit will thank you for it. Your mind and your spirit will be much better off. And when your mind and your spirit is much better off, then you'll be much, much more equipped to take care of your trajectory, your, your momentum moving forward. And maybe, let's say, Let's say you move on from McDonald's to another restaurant, right? Get to this new restaurant. And you enjoyed everything about what you did, not what McDonald's offered you, but what you did. You enjoyed what you were doing when you, were, when you happened to be under the employment of McDonald's Corporation. And let's say you start working at a slightly higher-end, more higher-end restaurant, Cheesecake Factory. You're, you're moving up, Applebee's, whatever. You start learning a little more, and your work ethic carries over. And people are like, oh, oh, this guy actually does, does stuff. What's he doing? Oh, right now he's in the back learning how to make the tater tots. Like, well, we don't make the tater tots all that often. It's like, well, he's going he's gonna to know how to do it. Why? But you can... Enjoy the process and try it out while you're there. If you're into cars, maybe you take your experience and move to uh, O'Reilly Auto Parts. Start working there. That's a little more aligned with what you're doing. But your skill for McDonald's and Applebee's can now all of a sudden move over to you working at O'Reilly's Auto Parts. And at this stage, it shouldn't be that hard. The hard part is getting your mind around the idea that you are not your circumstance. You make your circumstance for the most part. You make the circumstance your reality in your head. God, that sounded woo-woo and weird. But basically, you're framing everything the way you want to. There was a study that I like to come back to quite often. And I should have actually brought this study up. 
But the study was based around hotel workers. And they had two sets of identical hotel workers. And for one group, they got them in the room before the hotel season or whatever started. And they got them in a room and said, hey, listen, guys, thank you for working here. We're glad you're here to help. Um, It's going to be a great, great season. So listen, one thing we found out is that all the work that you're doing is actually good exercise. So make sure you have good shoes. Make sure you're taking care of yourself, getting plenty of water. This is good exercise. Walking up the stairs, we heard, we we learned from our research that it burns this many calories. It does this, and you're getting, you know, you're getting your walk on, getting all your steps in. It's actually good for you. So we want to keep everybody safe here, but just remember, this job is good for you. Uh, walking around helps. It's healthy. So even if you have one of the desk jobs, once in a while, take some time to walk. Whatever. Thank you very much. And with that little bit. He changed the course of their lives because the other group, when he talked to, when they brought them in a room, they talked to him. They were just like, hey, listen, uh, it's time for your job. Uh, A siren. Should I cut that out? Maybe I should cut that out. But the other group, they brought them in the room. Other hotel workers, completely different crowd of hotel workers. They told him, hey. Uh, here's your job. Here's what you need to do. Get to work. And basically, without giving them any information that the job was a health benefit, this group of workers, when they checked them again at the end of the season, had done far worse than the people who actually were given that pep talk and were told the information about the job being healthy for you. And that was just their framing. So one group had a frame that this is good exercise. And the second group had a frame that this is just beating me down and I'm, I'm dying inside. They weren't given any kind of prompt. So whatever they came along, they came in the room with, that's what they left with. But that's a powerful example. Because most often, People don't want to use what they what they have. They don't want to use the present moment to strengthen themselves, to to bolster their creative ability at any given moment. They usually just want whatever silliness they want, or whatever whatever they're trying to do in general. Most people just want to exist at a job. Jobs become horribly inefficient and very lazy because most people just sit up and say, I'm here for the job. And that's fine. I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to tell you, you should love your job in any certain way. But what's not fine is when you're damaging yourself and you don't have to. If you're not enjoying your life the way it is. And it's hard to. I don't always enjoy my life the way it is, but I've gotten a lot better. I'm speaking from someone who came from a place where hair was falling out. Had a, I don't want to say, I was never getting to the breakdown point, but hair was falling out, having headaches, just terribly frustrated with the day, and kept on saying, tomorrow will be better, 
if I get to this, if I can just make it to the through the week, if I can. And there's a lot to be said for looking forward to things, but man, I had a bad attitude and couldn't take the present for what it was. And getting a lot better at doing that will just make you feel so much better. And I'm not the only one who said things like this. If you don't believe that the um, the hotel workers felt better about their jobs, then you may have missed what I was saying. When you feel like you're getting good exercise and you're getting a benefit, things just things just feel better. There's so much to learn in this world, so much to create, so much to build from, so much to learn, so much to experience. If you're in the car on the way to Disney World and you've got kids and family in the car, you obviously want to get to Disney World. That's your destination. That's where you're going. But in the moment while you're in the car, why don't you enjoy that? Why don't you make that the best car ride ever? Why are you putting all your gratification on getting to Disney World when the journey is part of it? You're driving. You're in the car. Play some games. Ask puzzles. You know, ask some questions. We used to do crossword puzzles in the car when I was coming up on road trips. We'd be driving and my, my mom would be in the front seat asking us, okay, what do you guys... And she would just start spitting out these questions and we would try to come up with answers. She did the same thing with jumbles. My dad would listen to music and he would try to get us to break apart the music. He didn't understand music like my mom did. Obviously, he wasn't a musician. My mom was. But he would try to get us to say, hey, you see, you see that guitar? That's such and such playing that right there. It's like, oh, okay. And we would, we would have fun on the way because what else are you going to do? Be sad. Think about the future while you're in the car. Enjoy the ride. I get what everybody says about delayed gratification. And it's so hard to talk about these topics without somebody getting upset and weirded out. Like, you can't tell people just to delay, not to delay gratification. That's why we end up in the problems we got right now. Like, I don't, I don't care what you're doing. If you're saving or spending, enjoy it. If you have a reason to, if you have a reason to uh, save something for later, then do that. But just enjoy it. Say, yeah, I'm here right now, but I'm making moves. I got choices. I'm moving towards something better. If you're not happy where you are, start thinking about ways where you can use the time and keep your energy going in the right way. And if you do have frustrations, which you will, and if you do have frustrations, some, some issues, some internal pushback, use that energy to find what you can do better. Start thinking of that better way. A lot of times our frustrations, our negative feelings are telling us, hey, man, we got to find a better way. We got to do this better. Got to talk to somebody, got to think about this differently, got to learn something, got to build something new, maybe take a break. I don't know, but I'm not, I'm not dealing with this. I'm not feeling it. That's what, your, that's what your system is usually telling you. So don't ignore the negative feelings either. Take them, embrace them, figure out what to do with them, and keep going about your business. 
But if you're ever driving in that car on your way to Disney World, on your way to McDonald's, get what you can out of the experience, all of it. Try your best not to get sucked up into lesser goals. Let's see, let's see how many, let's see how long I can scroll through Instagram and TikTok before my eyes start to bleed. That's not a, that's not the greatest of goals. But it's what we'll decide to do instead of engaging with the moment intentionally. With intention. So yeah, back to the Stanford Marshmallow experiment. You know, it was a willpower test. But it didn't really test willpower. And it was incorrect. There's a lot to still to be learned. There's a lot to still be learned on the subject of willpower. And what delayed gratification even means. But ultimately, it comes down to control of self. Want something right away that there's something wrong with you. And don't believe that just because you want something right away that it's a bad decision. You build for your future. You work for your future. But you live in the now. And you take your experience from the past. But it's all around the present. And as they say with that corny line, the reason they call it a present is because it's a gift. So use it to your best advantage. And as you're working through your, your goals, still on my New Year's kick, so as you're still thinking about your goals, your objectives, aspirations, trajectory, your strategies, your tactics, your aspirations, your ambitions, your key performance indicators, as you're thinking of all this stuff for 2024, think about what's happening right, right now. If something goes wrong, how will you feel about it? Yeah, I know it's far away, thinking about December or where you said you wanted to be at the end of the year or by the summer or in three months, but how do you feel right now? Understand the, the frustrations you're feeling and do something about them. That doesn't mean quit going to the gym. That may, may mean learn a little more about what's going on at the gym. That may not mean, you know, you're just going to feel great one weekend and you've got how many more times to do this? If you go once a week, you may have 50 more times that you're going to go to the gym. Maybe you need to amp that up a little bit. Instead of going to the gym 50 times in a year, kick it up to 150, so three times a week. Try out different things. But enjoy the process. And there's a lot more to be said about it, and I'm not going to talk about it right now, because that's going to come in some later episode of Creativity Threads Life. Really want to thank everybody for, for keeping up with this. Um, shout out to Threads, by the way. So that's it for this one, but shout out to Threads, man. Um, 
a lot of good people on there talking good information. It's still a relatively friendly community. As people start to migrate over from X and people start to try it out, I start to see a little more of that, that, that complaining kind of whining online. It's not something pleasant, but it exists. So if you still wanted to get in on threads, uh, now would be a good time jumping in, talking to some people, seeing who you can meet, seeing who you can learn from. I don't know. Some people are having a good experience with it. Some people aren't. Also, the website creativitythreadslife.com is up. It's up and running. So after I, after I record this here live, then it goes out to the podcast streams and is archived on that website. I'm going to be getting more of the links together. So the stuff I talk about here will be a little easier to uh, find and parse through. Yeah, I'm having fun with this. If you have any suggestions on where we should go next for the podcast, let me know. Also, shout out to shout out to Net, Net Free. Net Freedom Entertainment Enterprises. I'm sorry. I'm always thinking about entertainment. But uh, shout out to Nat Free. She uh, she has her own podcast, the Successful But Single podcast, doing good things, having good discussions over there. And she's keeping me on my toes. You always got to have somebody to keep you on your toes. Let's see. What else is going on in the news? Uh, Elon is talking about taking TikTok, into bringing a TikTok style video first format into threads right now i mean into x right now we'll see how that plays out x has become this sort of i don't know it's in a weird place right now but they're doing video first and offering all these deals to people so don lemon jim rome they have tv shows or streaming video shows on on the platform now so it's going to be interesting we'll see how it all plays out They did pretty well with Twitter Spaces. And what else do they have on there? They have AI integration. They're making it more of a paid platform. Idea is cool, but still got a lot of problems, especially on the social front. So we'll see how all that plays out. We'll definitely keep you up to date on that one. Uh, if you want to know more about my thoughts on like what's going on with technology and things like that. You may want to jump into that show versus business podcast. But let's see what else they're up to. We all know Elon's on his own little kick, so. Remember we were talking about, uh, yeah, that was the other person. Tulsi Gabbard was the other person who got a show on, on Elon's platform. Not sure how that's going to last. Not sure. It's a very weird mix, man. There's so many right-wing and far-right extremists on, on Twitter right now. And the left-wing people who are on Twitter are, who are still there are kind of unbearable in their own ways. It's just becoming a very hard place to, to exist. But I'm still on there, so if you want to ping me something, you know, I'm on X too. Also, there's in this comic book, uh, Amazon's still pushing forward, making comic book adaptations, bringing them to live action. They got this one coming out called, what is it? Criminal. And it's by Ed Brubaker. 
So that whole series has been picked up. And if you haven't noticed, uh, what they're doing is, I think it's kind of cool. Amazon started out with books, so they have all these ties to the, the book and publishing industries. So that obviously spills into comic books and graphic novels. What they're doing now, have been doing for a long time, is taking all these books and making adaptations of them and bringing them into live action as Amazon originals because they've got the whole book connection. So they're just leaning on that. A lot of the people who really rock with Amazon buy a lot of books. So now you have a situation where they're taking that book knowledge and that book skill. I mean, not the book skill, but they're taking all their, um, their, their previous market of book lovers and bringing them into the live action world. Like, hey, listen, we know you read all these books and you like X, Y, and Z. How about you watch this book adaptation done in live action? It's like, oh, well, that's cool. It's like, yeah, I know. We're Amazon. We're, we're big like that. So that's going on there. Um, just seeing, uh, just going through the news here. And you know what? I don't know. I thought I'd try putting news and stuff at the end. Maybe I'll do some sort of viewer mail. I'll start com commenting on people's, people's posts and any interactions I get. Hey, I got a response from Johnny Cupcakes back on threads. Another thing about threads is it's still pretty small. So what you can do is when when anybody big on there posts up, they start posting some pictures or images or whatever, and, and it doesn't get a lot of likes and replies. It just may mean that people aren't connected with that brand on threads or that person on threads or that company. So what that means is you can get you have an opportunity to jump in there and say, hey, they're trying out this new platform. Let me go talk to them while nobody else is. I don't know if you've ever seen like a book signing or something that didn't get marketed properly or you've been to an event and you're like the only one backstage and they'll spend all their time talking to you. You can do the same thing with these social media platforms. If you find somebody large who's not getting a lot of replies and comments, you can jump in there and start interacting with these large um, individuals. I remember one time I used to work really late at night and was talking to DJ Woo Kid, 50 Cent's DJ. Started talking to him online. And he was over in Greece, so nobody was up when he was up on, on Twitter talking noise. So I was just like, hey, let me talk to him. I started talking to him, and it was like, boom, just like that. So it's pretty cool how, how accessible these people are. But yeah, shout out to Johnny Cupcakes. Shout out to Shanti T. Shout out to, let's see who else. Or just Shanti, I'm sorry. Just underscore Shanti. I'm sorry. I was thinking about somebody else. Shout out to John Loomer. Asami Makes, always with the likes and the comments and the voice notes. Shout out to Slim YKB, Dented Printer. Shout out to I Am. I Am a Shelton. I Am a Shelton. Okay. Uh, maybe I'm saying that wrong. Shout out to the solo artist. This is Nikki S, Nikki Saunders. She's out there. All kinds of cool people on threads, man. So we're going to keep this going. As I said, hard cap at an hour. This is going good. Thanks all for joining us. Don't forget, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And if you don't deal with the podcast apps, you can check us out on creativitythreadslife.com. More later, comment, and I'll get back at you. Peace.